Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. What if you were wearing something sexy? What if you were drinking? What if you made the first move? No matter what, sexual assault is never your fault. Support is available 24-7 through the National Sexual Assault Hotline. Call 1-800-656-HOPE or visit RAIN.org. That's R-A-I-N-N dot O-R-G. This is Christina Ricci with RAIN, reminding you it's never your fault. Brought to you by RAIN and this station. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. I'm your host, Joy Keys. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I want to let you know you can follow me on Twitter at Joy Keys. Also, check me out on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys, and on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. Also, email me. I'd love to hear from you. My email address is SaturdaysWithJoyKeys at Hotmail.com. And guess what? We are now on iHeartRadio and Amazon Music. So if you're on one of those platforms and you're listening to your music, you get tired, you can switch over and listen to us. Don't forget to rate the show, uh, follow the show, and we love all that type of support, so don't, don't be shy. I do encourage you to follow on social media because you know I give away a lot of stuff. Today I'll be giving away uh, one of our guest books, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but right now, October is Domestic Violence Prevention Month, and I thought it is a very important issue to discuss. It's a touchy subject sometimes in the African-American community, uh, just because of our relationship with the police and maybe having to call them on your neighbor or something of that nature. Uh, but domestic violence doesn't have to be endured, let's put it that way. Um, I have a special guest with me today. She's the program director of Women in Transition. Um, she works to empower survivors of domestic violence and substance abuse to make positive changes in their lives, free of addiction, poverty, and violence. And as the program director uh, in the force behind WIT, free and confidential domestic violence and sub- substance abuse services, Irene created the Sister Circle Peer Support Group and Survivors Network. So good morning, Irene Lindsay Brantley. Good morning, Joy. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I just, I've had this show before, but I think it's something that forever and ever, every October or every other month I could have it because domestic violence hasn't gone away. Um, do you think it will ever go away? I think, I think there will be always an element of people in our society who want to use power and control to get their needs met. I, that will yes. always be. I think, I think the work that we do is to try to work both ends, try to work with that population who, um, who believes that that's the way that they should live their lives by using power and control and at the same time work with the survivors who are trying to, to, to be in power to move forward in their lives. So it's a parallel process uh, along with community involvement. It, it's just going to take a lot, Joy. 
we can minimize it, I don't see it ever going away. I think it's just a part of, of how some people are wired. So you mentioned the power and control. That is mm-hmm. part of the definition of domestic violence. Could you expound on that, the de- definition of yes. domestic violence? Yes. So so domestic violence is 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 an umbrella term for for family violence, for child abuse, for elder abuse, and for intimate partner violence. But you'll hear those of us who do the work use the the term interchangeably to talk about any relationship where one person is using power and control to get their needs met over another person. So that power and control could be through threats. It could be through threats of physical harm, threats of, of, of financial harm, threats of sexual harm, threats of um, um, spiritual harm, all of that to tie this person in place and so that the survivor is actually walking around on eggshells, not sure, not knowing exactly what to do and, and feeling trapped in, in their own relationship and in their own home. Yeah, and there's like the financial, and now we have the Internet, where people are controlling people's access to the internet, um, and yeah. before that may may have been a safe space. Yeah. So so what's happened, especially with COVID, with quarantine, is is there's there's more opportunities for uh, abusive people to 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 do what they do, uh, because you know one of the red flags around domestic violence is isolation. And so now we have isolation, not just because the partner is isolating us, but because that's what we have to do to 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 narrow down the the impact of this virus. So we have that. So then people don't have the support network that they used to have. Um, so then all the other issues now with COVID, and I keep saying it because COVID has actually um, made us busier because mm. people are together. Lack, loss of income, inability to pay bills, no food, no diapers, no formula, all of that happening in the context of COVID, quarantine, and domestic violence. Um, people are concerned about the health for their family. There's grieving going on. There are people who have lost family members. There are people you can't hug anymore. So imagine all that in the context of an of an environment that was already abusive. So that's why we're seeing... We're seeing people who who are calling more. We, we've got more clients than we had before, you know. And we're not even open. We're working remotely. <laughs> Isn't that a crazy yeah. thing? Yeah, all our work is remote. Your phone number. I want to mention your phone number two one five seven five one 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 one. That's the Wit Lifeline, um, and yes. also there's the E Lifeline Wit Services at HelpWomen dot org. Again, yes. that's two one five seven five one 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 one. So yes, this has exacerbated so many things, and maybe places or relationships where people didn't even have domestic violence happening. It, it could be occurring now because of the life stressors that have yes, occurred, because, losing job and things yes. like that. Yes, and you get. I mean, I mean, we love our families, but even even like during the Christmas holidays, people are tired of being together. You know what I'm saying? So now you've got, <laughs> yes. you've got people, you've got, you've got your immediate family, but you may have extended family members who are quarantined with you also for various reasons. And so now the survivor who may have been putting on a good face during holidays when they, when, when they would meet up with other family members, 
now feels exposed because somebody else, grandma, grandpa, or auntie, or somebody else is in the home and may be seeing what's going on. Also what's happening, Joy, is the children are home. The children, mm-hmm. you know, the survivor may have been protecting the children all this time just from seeing and hearing the, the abuse, but now the children are there. And so, and so we're seeing parents call with, my child is acting out the behavior that my abusive partner is doing. My, yes. I just heard my son yelling at his sister in the way that my partner yells at me. So we're seeing this, this trickling effect of it. And, and, and for a lot of people trying to get services in this environment, it's not just about confidentiality. It's about privacy. It's like one of the things about domestic violence is people don't like sharing that is happening to them. And, and, they, and they feel blamed and shamed that it is happening. And so it's very, very hard to share. And so, but, but what's happening, what we're seeing is, is survivors are finding creative ways to, 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 to get to us. They're going to okay. their cars and calling us from their cars. They're in the closet wow. calling us. They're in the bathroom mm-hmm. calling us. So they have, they have risen to the occasion to, 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 to make them and themselves and their children safe. Now, domestic violence doesn't start as domestic violence. You got into a relationship with a person who was kind at first, yes? In most cases, most cases, people don't, people don't just meet you and start beating on you. You know, usually <laughs> right. it's, it, it, you know, they don't. You know, it, 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 it could be your, the person who you think is your soulmate, okay? Um, but there are some red flags, Joy. There's some, there's some red flags around first isolation. So, so you meet somebody and they say, um, uh, let me go through your phone and delete these numbers because, you, you know, you just really need to be in touch with me. You don't need all these other people. Or let's not go to your your aunt, your your regular Sunday family dinner because your mm. family is jealous of you. They don't like you anyway. It's just me and you okay. against the world. Okay, that's a red flag. Uh, people who are moving very quickly in a relationship. You meet, you go out a few times. Now you want to move in. That's a red flag. Um, so if uh, I, I can't just fall in love with somebody, Irene, I mean, what if I meet somebody and it's like love at first sight? Don't you believe in love at first sight? Yeah, with your eyes open. <laughs> not, with, <laughs> not with blinders on. Okay. You know. Okay. It, so, it, yeah, I, I, I just want to tell the audience I was being sarcastic about that. I just wanted to, <laughs> you know. What I wanted to, I, I believe in love at first sight, but I do believe in with your eyes open, as as Irene just said. I, I do believe that you need yeah. to take, you know, precautions. Not that everybody is a, a perpetrator. No, not at all. Yes, but, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, but that's, we, but we, we do a lot of work around empowerment. You see that in, in, in on our website. You'll see it in our material around empowerment. So So that know who you are. Know what you need. Know what your boundaries are because, because that can help you discern what this relationship is about, is knowing who you are so that you are not defined by the way that person wants to define you because that's a red flag. When someone starts telling you how to dress, how to look, where to go, what to say, what to eat, what to do, all in the name of love, that's a red flag. But that, I thought, was a sign of love. You know, some people think that's a sign of love. 
that somebody's so attentive why, to them and to yes, their needs. That's why it, you know? That's why it, that's why it works, Joy. That's yes. <laughs> that's why it works because that's what so many of us are looking for. And so when we when we think we found it, we don't see all those other things. We don't see those aspects. And this is not about judging or, or shaming anybody. We just don't see it because, bottom line, most people want a loving relationship. But if, now, you, let if me, you know uh, – go ahead. No, no, finish ahead, your, um, your thought there. Okay, you, so, I you, mean <laughs> – go ahead, you finish. I'm go not ahead. Gonna say anything. <laughs> no, ask your question. No, so it doesn't matter about, like you mentioned, about we don't want to shame anybody on this show. It can happen to anybody. I have family members it's happened to. Um, I mean, I know because of that, though, I did try to be aware, and I saw myself maybe possibly being in certain circumstances, but I was able to Mm -hmm. pull back from that person. But it doesn't mean that you're stupid or that you don't know anything. If you get into a domestic violence situation, you can have a Ph.D., and be in sure. a domestic violence situation, okay? Sure. Um, so sure. That, that I just want to be clear that, that, that this is not about shaming anybody. This is, like she said, yes. about empowering people to yes. um, love yourself, know what you need, and, 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 and be able to stand, I guess, on your own without yeah. this, um, affirmation from this other human. Um, yeah. But, that is actually but, but skewed, suppose you, you know, in a way. But suppose you never learned that. Suppose you had layers of trauma starting from childhood, that you don't mm. really know what love is, that somebody took advantage of you as a child. You, you don't know what love is, and so you're going after it in ways that, that uh, are actually adding in on more trauma because you were never taught. You were never shown. You were never in that environment. I mean, and, and, and that's just one one. That's a snapshot of one possible scenario. But there are people who, who came up with, in households where there was no abuse, where pa- people were married for 50 years, and they still wind up in an abusive relationship. So there's no cookie cutter. There's no cookie cutter okay. approach to any of it. It's, it's human. It's, it's about human behavior, and so therefore it's all of the above. It, there's, no, there's no set way that it happens. Now, what about the perpetrator, though? How does somebody become a perpetrator? Is that not the other side of the coin, in a sense? We know that that's learned behavior. Somewhere okay. that person learned that behaving in this way gets you what you want. Now, it could have been childhood, but look at, look at how we're socialized, Joy. In this country, uh, boys are socialized. Uh, uh, to be aggressive, don't show emotion. Uh, uh, girls are socialized to be to be quiet, and and this is I'm, I'm generalizing, but in a lot of yeah. cases to be quiet, to 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 not speak unless you're spoken to, to not be angry, um, uh, not show anger, uh, put everybody before yourself. So there's some learning yes. at at many levels. There's learning at the community level. There's learning in, at the it, in the home level with what they see, you know, so if they right, see this right. in the home, there's a learning going on. And, and, and people need to know, just don't think your children don't know what's going on because they don't yes. have to oh be Oh, my gosh, world. right? Yes, people yes. think children, children are, are they, they are smart, but they are not little adults. Let me just say that. That's right. That can also yes. sometimes 
cause problems. They are smart, but they not, are not little adults, and they do absorb yes. everything because this is all mm-hmm. new. This whole world is new to them, and they're mm-hmm. seeking mm-hmm. and grabbing and taking in all the environment around them. So if that environment is a negative, toxic environment, they are taking mm-hmm. that in. They may not know what that is, but then when they grow yes, up, but they're taking, yes. they, can get, they can get into situations, and it triggers that trauma. Um, trauma yes. affects the brain development. That's why in, in our work, we're not counseling just about the immediate situation. We're going back further, because if we, if we don't go back further and figure some of this stuff out, that people will wind up in another abusive relationship. It'll just look different, but it'll still be abusive because they're still searching for something. They're still vulnerable in a certain area of their lives, and someone is picking up on that vulnerability and using it against them. You know, I'm a black woman, right? I don't want to call the cops on my black man. Shouldn't I be supporting my black man? You know, he's out there in the world, and the world, and I'm going to say the white world is against him right now, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. The, he, he can't get a job, and um, he needs me. Well, what do you say that's, to that why, person? that's why domestic violence is unreported in our community. It's, it's unreported not just to the police, but to, to, to anybody because of, 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 of that fear of, of, of how in, in, in our community, you, you, you know, you don't talk about what goes on behind closed doors. You don't shame your family. You, you uplift your man. Your man has gone through enough. You uplift your man. That's, that's a conflicting story, but it's the same man who just knocked you out last night. Okay? Those, mm. those, those, that's that same person. And that's what we have to, we work with clients to think of yourself and your children first. All right, that's what that's what we and at the same time, Joy, we do systems advocacy with with the the the, the agencies and and the and 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 the police who our clients could be dealing with, so that we're working from it from that end as well. So we're doing our counseling, you know, with the clients, but we're also looking at a larger level to see that we have a voice in the table in the way that police are treating domestic calls. Because mm-hmm, they will tell you mm-hmm. that most police get hit or get harmed or killed in, in a domestic call. So they already got their guard up around a domestic right. call. And, so, and so, so we're working with the police, and this is their for domestic violence in, in Philadelphia. So this, our, that collaboration is working with the police around um, uh, protocols, and procedures around responding to a domestic call. Let me tell but them the number right. again. That's a consideration to... of, uh, of, of calling the police for any reason. And then the other thing is depending on where you live in Philadelphia, it dictates what kind of response you're going to get. Mm. So, right, is so, it fast you know, or is it slow an hour later? Yeah there, are, yeah, there are districts that don't show up. There are districts there are, I mean, for years we have been training police. And 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 nine one one operators about domestic violence, but but you can't unlearn what people grew up with, what people come to work with. You know that that's that's just who they are. So if 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 in their mind they think well she or he deserves this because they're still there, 
So why am I running out here? They probably going to be together tomorrow night. You know what I'm saying? So there's that right. attitude that is really hard to unlearn. Because Irene, those let me just say the phone number. With them. Let me just tell the phone number again, 215-751-1111. Sure. That's the WIT Lifeline. Also, their e-Lifeline is WIT Services at HelpWomen.org. How, uh, Irene, can I get out? of a domestic situation. And let me mention, um, we, we could talk about this for two hours or something, but uh, domestic yeah. violence happens to men and women. It happens in LGBTQ relationships. Yes. It happens yes. in any relationships where you have two human beings and one person is trying to power and control. But how can yes. I get yes. out? Because that's so not easy just, because, I, you know, people die when they try to get out. Yes. So let me just piggyback on 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 one thing you just said, because we know that this happens to everybody. And, and even though our name is Women in Transition, we serve people of all genders. So we actually have male survivors who are clients. So I just wanted to, to, to put that out there because mm-hmm. it, it happens both ways. But in terms ter, getting out takes planning, all right, unless, unless it's a crisis and you just have to get out because your, your life is on the line. But getting out and staying out. So that means I'm talking about surviving and thriving takes planning. So that's, so that's where agencies like Women in Transition come in because you can work with the counselor and plan. What do I have? What do I need? These in terms of resources, financial, right. support. Okay, what do I have? What do I need? What are my strengths? What have I already done that's worked to keep me safe? And what challenges do I anticipate? And how can Women in Transition and other resources support me along this journey? Now, there um, are, there are what about my children, though? I, I mean, what about my children? I mean, you talk so about me, but what about my children? Yeah, so your children are part of the safety plan because, first of all, depending on the children's age, you have to tell them something. So we come up with age-appropriate ways to talk to children because it's, children already know. And if whatever you don't say, they're going to make up, and most children may, will feel like it's their fault. If I could do better in school, Mommy and Daddy wouldn't fight, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So it, it involves the children. So schooling for the children, what do, what do I say? What about custody? What about child support? So it involves a lot of planning. So in Philadelphia, Joy, in Philadelphia, you mm-hmm. know, you have people who don't understand domestic violence all over. But it's, but you hear somebody say, why doesn't she just leave? Why doesn't he just leave? In Philadelphia, if you just do that, you are homeless. The, 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 the two safe havens in Philadelphia only have 100 beds each, and they're usually full. Mm. Office of Homeless Services, there's a waiting list to, to, to get into a shelter. So if you want to move and get some place where you're on your own, you, you don't want to deal with communal living and all that kind of stuff, it takes planning. Now, what's happened is we had clients who had planned these different things that I just discussed. COVID happened. They lost their job. Now they're stuck. Right. So now we plan with them on how to be safe in that environment until we can safely, because of COVID, and they can get their job back, be able to safely uh, support them moving out. Yeah. Oh, so it's man. Not so as this simple is. As just leave. Now, you don't suggest that 
I mean, is that because because the person may get harmed unless they are in imminent well, danger? That's what you're. Is that what you're well, saying? I mean, well, basically, that is the most dangerous time besides during pregnancy. Leaving is the most dangerous mm-hmm. time in 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 a relationship because the person who has control does not want to lose it. It's just like a leech; they don't want to fall off. So, mm. so that's the most dangerous time, which is why it has to, why it has to be done safely, carefully, and with a lot of support. You mentioned pregnancy. Why is it? What what is it about pregnancy that makes things explode in the domestic violence situation? Two, two things. One is that the, the the woman is physically more vulnerable during pregnancy. Um, so they'll he'll hit her in the hit her in the stomach, push her down those types of things, emotionally, she's very vulnerable as well because she may think, oh, wow, now I have this baby. Maybe we can make this relationship work. Maybe the baby will make it work. The other part Mm. is the abusive person actually gets jealous of the baby and so could potentially harm mom and baby. So that's why that's such a dangerous time. So um, in closing, we have a couple minutes left. Um, this plan, um, in terms of, you know, the custody and the children, people use that, though. Sometimes people threaten the partner saying, if you go ahead, you can leave, but the, that child oh, has to stay here. Oh, you know one of the biggest threats? Calling DHS. You know, because, you know, cause, cause for, for DHS, if you are the, the su- survivor and you're there in that relationship and your children are, 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 are hearing it, seeing it, or actually being abused themselves, the blame is going to go on the on the, on the mom for, mm. for 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 not being able to keep their children safe, and so the abusive partner knows that and will say, "I'm going to call DHS and say you you here with me and you and 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 you you're not keeping your children safe." So that's wow, a so that's a whole different kind of yeah yeah. <laughs> when you talk about that's power crazy. control, that's another. When I was talking about threats. That's another one. Another threat is I'm going to out you. Another threat is I'm going to say that you do drugs. Another threat mm-hmm. I'm going to say you're illegal. Those are those are those are the ways you keep people under your control. Also, um, I just want to let the audience know this: not you don't have to be an adult, quote unquote. I've done shows on teen dating violence, and oh my it, it, um, that that happens as well. So if you're a parent. Um, you know, don't be afraid to, you know, monitor your children's relationships. And once they start, you know, developing relationships, intimate relationships with people, how that other party is treating them. Um, yeah. And, of course, teenagers and, are like aliens. They they don't want to hear anything a parent has to say. No, but no, you they, have to no, stand we don't firm. Know anything. Yes. No, we don't yes. know. Been and, here 50, 60 years. <laughs> yes. yes. And, and, Joy, on our, our website, helpwomen.org, we have a lot mm-hmm. of information about about the things that I'm talking about. So if you if you know someone uh, and you don't know how to help them, go on the website. We have some tips on how you can support someone you know who might be going through this without getting yourself in a harmful situation. There are there are ways that you can support them. The lifeline you can also call the lifeline to see, and it's Monday through Friday, nine to five, so it's not open now. Um, if you leave a message, we'll get back to you on Monday. But but you can also call the lifeline just to just to chat about a family member that you that you you don't know what to do. Um, we will support uh, uh, 
family and friends as well, because this is a community. This is this is impacting our entire community. It's difficult, you know. I've I've had situations. I had somebody come run to my uh, house one time, um, mm-hmm. and and they were running from an incident that had just happened, um, mm-hmm. a physical altercation they had. They had their child with them. I mm-hmm. I was like, okay, come in. Um, uh, okay, let's see what we're gonna do. And then like I had to click my yeah. brain and you know the right mode. Yeah. And um, yeah. they they got out for a while. Mm-hmm. And then they went back. Yeah, and I saw. And you them. know, there's yeah, there's there is a there are studies that show people go back seven times. I mean, we we don't really see seven, but we see people going back. But it's not going back because it's stupid. They're going back because it's hard out here financially. Yeah, as a single parent yeah. with children, and if that abusive person was at least paying the bills and you had a roof over your head, you go six of one, half dozen of the other. You know. I, I I need to yeah. have a, a stable uh, a home for my children, so that yeah that's why it's not it's not that folks are stupid going back. It's just like really it's the, it's the economic reasons more than anything else. Well, Irene, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show this morning. You've just given us a wealth of information, and again, I want to encourage people to check out uh, their website, which is helpwomen.org. And um, their lifeline, 215-751-1111, open Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. But there is a 24-7 Philadelphia domestic violence hotline. That's 1-866-723-3014. Again, that's 24-7, Thank you so much, Irene. I really appreciate it. And thank you. Um, we just found out we were both girls. Hi, girls. <laughs> Uh, right before the call, um, and we almost like forgot about the show. We were just talking about, about girls. The show. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! You have a wonderful weekend, Irene. Okay, thank you again. All right. Thank you so much, Joyce. Thank you for the work you're doing. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Okay. okay. Bye, bye, right. everybody. Bye-bye. I'll be. Um, bye, bye. Thank you. I'll be having another show in a couple minutes. I'll be talking with author uh, Roseanne Brown about her book. Um, you can call in. That's uh, 516-387-1745. Um, so I'll talk to you in a couple minutes. Follow me on Twitter at Joy Keys. Also check me out on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys, and on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. To some, a baby's babbling doesn't mean much, but it does, especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.